Welcome to the Piano Ninja Tricks podcast, the best place to learn piano tricks, including mindset tricks, to make your Bach, Beethoven, and Chopin easier for you. I'm Lisa Spector, your Piano Ninja, here to make you feel and sound like a Piano Ninja. It is Technique Thursday, and we are going to dive into one of my favorite Piano Ninja tricks, which is how to make anything easier at the piano with three simple steps. And I will get to that in a moment. But first, I want to invite you on a very timely invitation. So this is releasing on a Thursday and we are closing the doors. We've been open this week to the Piano Ninja Tricksters Club, where I help intermediate to advanced level classical pianists learn twice as much in half the time. I help them practice less and play more. And the reason I can do that, and I've had success with my members over the last two years of actually practicing less, is because they're establishing really smart practice habits. When you avoid unintentional poor practice habits that are unknowingly slowing you down. And when you eliminate them, so you don't have to take any time at all to undo them, you actually can learn so much faster and not only faster, but with so much more joy and ease because my piano ninja tricks are great. I apply them to everything I work on. I teach them to all my students, to all my members, their tricks. I learned from Earl Wilde during my studies at Juilliard with John Perry, with Leanne Fleischer. They're fabulous. But the whole reason for applying them to your music is so that you enjoy making music. We started episode one with opening your heart to making music. You want to establish the piano ninja tricks so that you actually forget about them. They become habits. And that's what we do in the Piano Ninja Tricksters Club. Whether you're someone like Adam, who's decided to finish his cyber studies major, when he started the club, he was playing Clementi Sonatinas. He just played a recital with a list Dante Sonata, one of the most challenging works for piano by applying these ninja tricks. And then he's decided when he finishes his cyber studies, he's going to get his master's degree in music. Well, you may not be at that level. Maybe you're more like Jean. And Jean's biggest goal, she's accomplished this. We're now in November 2023. She joined the beginning of the year, or maybe it was March. She, she joined and her goal was to play the piano every day. Just every day play the piano. And it's such a simple goal, but it's made such an impact on her overall well-being. And maybe it's just... You're someone like Michael, whose lifelong goal is to play the Chopin Bark Girl and perform it, and he's now scheduling a recital. Wherever you are in that, I am here to help you. So join us while the membership is open. The reason I close it is because I am so dedicated, some people call me obsessed, with helping my members. So I can't take the time all the time to leave the doors open and welcome you, but this is a special week I'm inviting you in. And the 
link is in the uh, notes, but it's also at lisaspector.com forward slash membership. I hope you'll be joining this fabulous, supportive, non-competitive group of adult classical pianists who just love geeking out about piano. So on to today's episode. So this is something that I have all my members and my students have a sticky note on their piano as I do. So if you're listening to the podcast and you're not yet watching on YouTube, you can't see, but I'm holding up a sign that says, how can I make this easier? This is a question you want to ask yourself all the time when you sit at the piano, because there is always a way to make it easier. I was studying, this was in high school, I went to Chautauqua Music Festival, and I was taking some lessons with Ozan Marsh, and I remember him saying, I was just like speechless, I remember him saying, Lisa, do you know that right now you could sit down and play Rock 3? I I don't play Rock 3, (laughs) I didn't then, Rock 1, I'll third piano concerto, so challenging. And I looked at him like, I don't play that, he goes... Yeah, but if you played it at a slow enough tempo right now, you actually could play it. So one of the ways, there's there are many, many ways to make music easier, and it depends how complex it is. But the three that apply to almost every piano music, not all, but a lot, slow it down, take it in small, repetitive sections, and practice hands separately. You do those one at a time. And then if it's more challenging a piece, you do two of them. And if it's really challenging, you do all three at once. So I am going to demonstrate with a Chopin C minor nocturne. And I am relearning this. It's a piece from my past. I haven't played in many years. I haven't actually played since my hand injury in 2017 where I broke my hand. And uh, ended up having four surgeries after a fall. But I am performing it in December. So I started relearning it. And this is what I'm doing. I am going to do those three things. So first of all, I'm going to slow it down. So this is a section where it starts to get that ending section where it starts to get really challenging. So I'm going to take it all the things, all both hands and everything at a slower tempo. I'm just going to do that one thing first. And then I'm going to see, well, maybe it needs to be hand separate too. We'll see. about that, but there was a little bit of feeling like, you know, they feel like you're kind of walking in eggshells, not really secure. And it's a nocturne. I always practice nocturnes hands separately and always starting with left hand. It's actually the really, really, both hands are important, but it is the foundation for a nocturne. So I'm going to do left hand. If you're watching me on YouTube, you'll be able to see that I'm also applying quick reflex motion that I talked about in the previous episode. and. So I'm leaping really fast, even when I'm playing, even at a slow tempo. Mm-hmm. 
if I weren't on recording right now, I would practice that a little more to have a little more control on my leaps. I got the right notes, but I wanted to get there a little bit earlier so I had more control of the sound. I will do that off camera and off the podcast. But so that would be one thing, hands separately. So let's go to the right hand. Now, the right hand has a lot to it. It's, it's the chords and the melody. So I'm going to go one step further. I'm going to break the right hand into two ways to practice it. It's not only hands separate, but it's voices separately. And this is really also important, not only for technical reasons, but when you really want to plant something in your ear, when it's easier, when you just have one voice. So you plant it in your ear so that when it gets more complex and you have all the other voices to add, you're modeling what you did when it was easier. So take a listen. So I'm just going to do the top voice. I'm also working on really shaping. It's a very, very long line phrase. I'm really working on shaping that. Then I'm going to add, sorry, I'm going to do one other thing first. I'm going to do the chords by themselves without the top voice. Keeping my hand really close to the keys so I'm really in control of the soft sound. I'm not, there's not, if you're not watching me, I'll just tell you there's very, very little motion. I'm, I, I'm barely moving. So that wasn't so comfortable and off camera and off the podcast, I am going to practice that separately. But for sake of time, I'm going to go on and put all of that right hand together. If I were practicing that, I would do that probably three or four more times till it's a little more accurate. And then I reinforce what goes well and I would do it a few more times. And then after I've done that, then I would put the whole thing hands together under tempo. I'm not going to do it right now, but then the next thing I would just gradually start to increase tempo. So I'm just going to do just slightly under tempo, working towards tempo. This is a long phrase. I don't like to break long phrases, but if I had to in a short period of time when I'm learning it to reinforce and really get familiar with it in my hands, I would. Uh, because I'm relearning this and not learning it for the first time, I think I'm okay with that. We'll see. some top voice, some top melody notes. So I don't want to do that. So I don't want to go on because I don't want to let that to be sloppy. So the next thing I would do is then I would do a smaller section. So that place. And again, I missed it because I need to slow it down. It was too fast. And it's, I'm not beating myself up for it. It's just good information that I'm going to really correct so that I, so that I don't repeat that. And I did again, 
So I need to then break that down into a smaller part. Now I'm combining cyclical rhythm that I talked about in the first episode, along with some quick reflex. And, and this is what I do with the Piano Ninja Tricks. I learn them one at a time. I'm going to talk about that more in a future episode. But then once I know them, I can stack them. So that's how I would practice that. And uh, maybe at some future episode, as I get ready for this December performance, maybe I'll share the play the whole nocturne for you. So that gives you an idea of how to make things easier. There are many other ways, but those three ways, how to make this easier, should always be on your mind. Slow it down, hand separately, and small sections of repetition. Ideally not breaking the phrase, but like this, I have to break the phrase for a short period of time. Like I I would take those beats or those couple beats and do repetition, but I don't, it's not forever. It's just getting it in my body and I need it a few times and then I have it. Then I'm working on the longer phrase. So I hope that helped you um, determine how in your music, how you can make things easier. Write a sticky note. Highly encourage, especially if you're a visual learner. It really, really helps to see that, to always remind yourself there is always a way, even if it's Rachmaninoff 3, there is always a way to make any section easier. So I hope you enjoy that and can apply it to your music. And I'd love to know what music you're applying it to. So keep listening on the podcast and you'll get instructions of how to get that to me. And if you're listening on YouTube, there'll be a link in the description below of how to do that. If you hadn't noticed, I'm obsessed with making piano easier for you. While these are short mini episodes, your help doesn't end here. If you'd like to get your piano question answered directly by me for free, there are two ways to do that. Join my podcast hub at podcast.lisaspector.com. Once you're in the hub, you'll see a place to drop your short question. I'll answer it with a video demonstration for my piano. And if you're on Instagram, follow me at Lisa Spector Piano and send me a DM with your question on a short excerpt of music. Send it via text or video. I'll post a video answer in my Instagram Piano Ninja Tricks broadcast channel. We'll also leave a link to everything in the show notes. And if you'd like to watch the show, you can view the raw, unedited episodes on my Lisa Spector YouTube channel. Oh, and one more thing before I get back to the piano. If you're enjoying the show, please follow or subscribe on your favorite podcast app and consider sharing with a piano playing friend. And leave a review. We're new here and every favorable review is an enormous help. Thanks for listening. I'm Lisa Spector, your piano ninja. It's back to the piano for me.